Mary had a little man. The fault. We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. A radio beacon to radio beacon. One more item. After our last hearing, President Trump tried to call a witness in our investigation. Hmm. A witness you have not yet seen in these hearings. Not yet. That person declined to answer or respond to President Trump's call and instead alerted their lawyer to the call. Their lawyer alerted us. And this committee has supplied that information to the Department of Justice. Mm. Let me say one more time, we will take any effort to influence witness testimony very seriously. It would be a felony to tamper with witnesses. Hello. <laughs> so this is like a master course isn't it i mean i'm gonna miss it when it's over i, I just hope that the ending includes what to do about it i, I really do because it's a master course in how you upend how you end democracy <laughs> it's like uh wow but listen I, I i i i'm going to venture a guess on who the witness is now i could be right i could be wrong just remember, uh, my uh, opinion is worth exactly what you paid for it. Nothing. <laughs> Facts are everything. Facts are the coin of the realm. Facts will set you free. They are the key that unlocks the door. They're the thing that orients you in the world that you are toiling in. But opinions, they're like belly buttons, you know. Everybody's got one there. Some are innies, some are outies. <laughs> so here's mine. It's an any, but uh, here's my opinion. I, I think the witness is the person that we've all been saying, why hasn't he testified? Why hasn't he? He was the object of a murderous, uh, violent crowd. He had a gallows set up to execute him publicly. Uh, the fact that he was the certifier, uh, the, the ministerial uh, conductor of the certification of the Electoral College votes, when that was the thing that the mob, that the violent extremists, that the ordinary people from Ohio uh, thought they were there to prevent from happening. So I think the witness is Mike Pence. And I think that what happened here is, pr is pretty plain and easily understood. Mike Pence, we've all been saying, well, where's Mike Pence? Why hasn't Mike Pence testified? We haven't heard from Mike Pence. Not a peep, not a sound, not an utterance, nothing, not a syllable, not a nothing, not a breath. Uh, where's mommy? Isn't mommy telling him that uh, God is calling on you, Mike? God is, uh, you know, order. God has plans for you. He has plans. But you'll never be president of the United States of America if you act like a chicken crap, right? So, you know, the next hearing is about the, this last hearing was about the coordination of the extremist groups. And it was uh, determined to show, and I think it did, that Donald Trump summoned the mob, inflamed the mob, had control over the mob. That, that was what the testimony from those uh, two uh, civilian guys were, the two non-Congress members, the two non-White House aides, 
the the St- uh, Stephen Ayers, the the ordinary guy from Ohio, who just said, you know, listen, I, I was going about my life. I was doing my family. I was doing my cabinetry. I worked for the same company for twenty years, and then this guy and social media and an election was stolen into my, right so he, he was there to to testify to two things he was there to testify to the fact that he was there because donald trump asked him to be there and he left because donald trump asked him to leave that was to show us who had control over the citizenry that was being used as a cudgel a weapon against mike pence so i think what happened here is mike pence hasn't spoken to Donald Trump in a year, according to reporting. And that Donald Trump knows that the next hearing, the last hearing, is going to be about Donald Trump's dereliction of duty in protecting the U.S. Capitol, the members of Congress who were gathered there to certify as a ministerial, you know, ceremonial thing, but constitutionally required thing, and that Mike Pence was the target and that Mike Pence was calling Trump, asking him for help, asking him to call them off, asking him to put out a video, asking him to tweet, asking him to do something, something. Because yesterday we learned that Donald Trump had spoken to Mike Pence ahead of January 6th on the 5th and found out, learned from Mike Pence that Mike Pence was not going to do anything to upend the ceremony, to upend the certification process, because he felt, after talking to, um, you know, Judge Ludig, after talking to Dan Quayle, that he had no authority to do so, and he had let the president know. And so Donald Trump was asked by White House counsel to take out references to Mike Pence from that speech where he was going to weaponize this crowd. And we also learned yesterday that the weaponization of the crowd was planned, but it was kept secret. It was kept secret, which is an admission of guilt. It is admitting that you know that what you're doing is illegal. Okay, so they kept it secret but planned and Mike Pence obviously had told Donald Trump that he was powerless to help him in this scenario. And the White House counsel, Cipollone, and the deputy White House counsel, Hirschman, had said to to Trump, leave out the references to Mike Pence. Take it out of the speech. Well, Donald Trump actually included it in the speech and ad-libbed in the speech like four or five times about how disappointing Mike Pence was. And how disappointing and lack of courage and chicken and, uh, you know, all that about Mike Pence. He put it back in. And so I suspect that the last witness to testify to the dereliction of duty portion of the 187 minutes of violence that ensued and dead people that were littering the Capitol steps and inside the speaker's lobby, Ashley Babbitt dead. There's a woman that you never hear about that was trampled to death outside Uh, by the weaponized crowd. She was part of the weaponized crowd and then ended up being killed by the crowd. And the 140 police officers who were maimed, mangled, and mutilated, you did hear about some of their experiences. But anyway, I think that uh, it is Mike Pence that was contacted by Donald Trump. And I think it was Mike Pence who said, I'm calling my lawyer. I'm not answering that call. I, 
whether or not Donald Trump left a message, we don't know. Whether or not Donald Trump followed up with a text, we don't know. Whether it's Mike Pence or not, we don't know. But my, my choice was between Mark Meadows and Mike Pence as being the witness to testify about the topic that is the subject of the last hearing, which is that Trump did nothing to call off the dogs for 187 minutes, that he did nothing even though there were pleas for help, uh, there were phone calls, crazy phone calls going to Mark Meadows, uh, you know, Cassidy Hutchinson actually had to go to Mark Meadows, who was, you know, so unconcerned about the safety of anybody on Capitol Hill. He was just, you know, glued to his Tinder or something, just swiping and scrolling and, you know, uh, playing Candy Crush or something like this, looking for friends to give him, you know, more lives. I have no idea what he was doing on that phone, but he said to Cassidy Hutchinson, you know, Donald Trump isn't concerned about Mike Pence. He thinks he deserves it. So I think Meadows would not be a suitable person. Although his testimony is welcome, so is anybody who was inside that uh, White House on that day to testify about what was being said about protecting the Capitol, Mike Pence, etc. But I have a very, very funny feeling that the absence of Mike Pence throughout all these seven hearings is only explainable by the fact that he has been saved for the eighth hearing about the president's dereliction of duty during the attack itself. And I'm willing to wager, if you want to wager with me or against me, that Mike Pence was phoned, phoned up by Donald Trump. Mike Pence called his lawyer. His lawyer called the committee and said he's messing around with Pence.